Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman here with you on a Wednesday. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. They'll be seeing Joel T. Coleman just as soon as we get done with this podcast here today. We hope they're seeing you every morning, every afternoon. Great local business. You need to be supporting them. If it's hot outside, warm you know you cool yourself off with a nice coffee. If it's cold outside, you warm yourself up. Spring is starting to spring here in Starkville, so maybe time to start thinking about some of those cold drinks, man. But they've got a great selection of them, and of course, great service over there at Strange Brew Coffee House. College Corner, that's the place to find maroon and white merchandise, the biggest and best selection of it in central Mississippi. Two locations to serve you. They are in Jackson by Fleet Feet. They're, I'm sorry, they're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. And, of course, as always, collegecornerstore.com. Shop online, and when you come back to Duty Noble Field, be rocking some brand-new Mississippi State merchandise. When you come back to Starkville in a couple, you know, next week for Super Bulldog Weekend, make sure that Humble Taco is on the agenda. You definitely want to check them out if you haven't already. What a great new local restaurant for us all to enjoy. Mexican fare with Mississippi roots. Innovative dishes. A wide menu that's got a lot of options for everybody in the family. Great drinks. Great drink specials. Margaritas on tap. The atmosphere just can't be beat. It is Starkville's newest and best Mexican restaurant. Over there on University Drive, that's Humble Taco. It's Rumblings Day, my friend. Are you ready? Man, I'm ready for it every week to impart our wisdom upon the masses. You know what my favorite part it's of Rumblings Day is? What's that? We don't have to think of anything. I know, man. There's which Y'all granted thinking for us. It, most days I don't think of anything anyway. I sit down and you say, Joel, here's what we're gonna do. Yeah. And I say but I asked like okay. yesterday I was like, Do we you have You do ask. You, know. you do. And if you have an idea, I certainly once again you, Guys, I'll just be over here in my chair, since Joel's already up on the cross today. <laughs> just calm down over there, sir. All right? Gosh. All right, here we go. I was trying to give you some kudos here, because Thunder think, and Lightning is a... I felt like you were trying to say I'm not really a big part of this. No, I was trying to say mm-hmm. uh, that you are the engineer of this magnificent train that we have rolling here. I see. That's what I was trying to I say. I feel like I'm the engine and you're the engineer. I'm, I'm, I'm making the train go, but you're driving the train. We're a team. Yeah, Let's teamwork. just leave it there. Teamwork. Hashtag teamwork. All right, first question's from Lounge Dog. Tanner Leggett is the permanent second baseman. I, 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 you can get I me. Ca- I kind of think you just ride ride him till the wheels fall off and then give DeBrule another chance after that, yeah. maybe. <laughs> well, maybe the rules, the wheels don't fall off. You know, maybe they don't. They haven't fallen off with Lane Forsyth. Exactly. He's been hitting well. So, again, you know, Lamonis has shown he's not afraid to make changes. So, you know, we gotta, as we're recording here, there's a game tonight. We'll see what the lineup looks like for that. I, again, I expect got to think there's going to be some changes in the lineup tonight playing against Southern, but we'll see. Uh, but, yeah, Leggett's played well, and we'll see. Don't put him at th- – I thought it was funny as hell, though, that there was a, they may move him to third for a defensive replacement, and he promptly commits an error. I maintain, though, that was a nasty hop. That It was a nasty hop. There's no question about that. But 
I mean, there's it, something it about happens. that, right? And I, I know it doesn't look good, but I mean, even the best defender sometimes it's not quite gets a bad Brent eye. Rooker coming out of the game for a defensive replacement and then needing him to bat one more time, but it, it, it's up there. Uh, let's see here. Brooks White, any word on potential men's basketball transfers? Just just word. You know, it's just yeah. you know, DJ Jeffries' name keeps popping up. Uh, Wendell Lewis, I believe, is the player from from Eastern Kentucky. His name has popped up. Or Wendell Green, I'm sorry. Um, Garrison Brooks' name has popped up. Who well, is not in the portal yet, correct? Not in the portal yet, but you know, there's they don't know how that's going to play out. Uh, and also, um, Rocket Watts, his name is. What a fantastic name. That is name. a great name. What a great name. Let's just go ahead and say that he's related to Tony Watts. He's not, but we're just going to say that he is. They're cousins. But those are the names I've heard. But no, nothing, nothing is. There's been no traction, no movement on any of those as we record as of right now. Let's see. Tara says, wants to know how we think we'll hold up against Auburn. Well, Tara, you'll tune into Friday's podcast to find out the answer to that question. Um, <laughs> That's called a tease. Yeah. So. Opinions on NCA doing predetermined host sites. Tara, go back and listen to some yesterday's podcast. I got you covered here, Tara. Uh, and do you think Hatcher will get his groove back at the plate? You know, I may be in the minority here because right now it is prime. Everybody hate on Josh Hatcher season. Brian, I-, I know that the answer to this is well, you can't get any worse right now. But like realistically, is there an option that you feel confident is going to over the long term do better than what Josh Hatcher would give you? Because I don't have anybody. I can sit here and say, yeah, put Kellum Clark over there. I don't know that Kellum Clark's not right. going to go out there and be a freshman and, and, it's and a gamble. have trouble. Put Brandon Pimentel out there. Did you see what Pimentel did last year? Terrible. It was worse than what Hatcher's doing it now. It is worse. So there, when you start throwing all these things around in your brain, you kind of get to the point to where you say, you know what? When you look at Josh Hatcher's track record, he may be the safest bet to just ride with till he gets out of this thing. And so I, I won't – now like tonight against – Southern. Mm-hmm. I'm not against if you see the starting lineup come out and Kellum Clark's in it tonight right. or Brandon Pimentel or whoever. I have said it on but, Sunday show. I think he just needs an off day. Yeah, but I think over the long haul, mm-hmm. the safest bet is Josh Hatcher. I agree. We'll see though. He, he needs to. He needs to get going though, because especially and some people make this point. Like it'd be one thing if he was the catcher or if he was the second baseman, right? First base is a position where you you need offense. You do. You so. do, particularly on a team that isn't exactly the 27 Yankees. You and, need, and especially on a team where you could just as easily say, put Cumbus and Wright and Tanner Allen back to first. And that might be the best answer. I mean, Cumbus is hitting three-something. I mean, you could do that. So, yeah. I don't know, though. We'll see. Will Frydenreich. Frydenreich. Back with us here today. Uh, who would you like MSU basketball to go after in the transfer portal? I feel like the guys they're after right now are the right mix. A veteran point guard, that's what Watts and Green are, and then a stretch four kind of player, that's what Jeffries and Garrison Brooks are. I mean, honestly, if you get Garrison Brooks, he and Tolu Smith, that is a dangerous duo down low. Oh, yeah. A lot of of, uh, assonance right there, but you see what I'm getting at. Or is it consonants? I guess it's consonants. Yeah, I would, yeah. Yeah, I guess it's consonants. But you see what I'm saying? Yes. What word did you use? Dangerous duo down low? Yes, but you didn't say consonants. assonance, and then it's consonants. But assonance is vowels, right? Consonance is A, B, you know. Not A, but yeah. Okay. Learning English Assonance is the repetition of a vowel, and then consonants. Like everyday essentials. Yes. That would be. Consonance is... No, 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 never mind. Uh, Consonance is agreement or compatibility between opinions, right? 
No, no, there it is. There it is. The recurrence of similar sounds, especially consonants. Okay. There we go. <laughs> little grammar lesson here for you on Thunder and Lightning. Uh, he also wants to know, what is your least favorite food to eat? Well, if I don't like eating it, I won't eat it. I don't it. eat it, yeah. But if I if I was like, I mean, no, not dessert, because you, it's not that you don't like dessert. Yeah. You um, love dessert, you just don't want to eat it. But if I'm like, hey, we're having this, and you had to suck it up and eat it, what would you not want it to be? And don't pick anything weird. You know, don't say like, you know, okay, no, I'm you know, not. pork brains and milk gravy. I'm, I'm going to tell you one that's really hot. It's not hot take, because mm-hmm. I like it. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm not a humongous fan, to be honest with you. Okay. But I can eat it. Like, if that's what we're having, yeah. I can eat it, and I'll, I'll be cool, but I would rather have something. I'm not a big fan of ribs. Really? Not a big rib guy. Okay. Okay. That's that's surprising. Yeah. All right. For me, it's a texture thing. Bananas. Oh, I just don't like them. I don't like the smell. I like the way they feel. And yeah. The way they, they feel in your mouth does not work for A me. lot of ribs to me are like real fatty a little bit. Yeah, you got to have and, good and like, ribs. And that's not... Yeah. That's not my thing. Next time, if Two Brothers has ribs, you should go eat the Two Brothers ribs. They're good. Yeah. But if you don't like them, you don't like them, I guess. Uh, Hater of Ole Miss says... Who is your favorite Bulldog of all time? It doesn't have to be an all-time great. I know mine. Who's yours? Uh, I'm going to stick with baseball just because i that was what I just first yeah. fell in love with. Um, maybe Travis Chapman. Okay. I really loved watching Travis because he played third. Yeah. I played third. Both blonde-haired guys. Yeah. I mean, he's up there for Good sure. Good guy, too. I got to know him a little bit when he was, when he was here. Mine is Dante Jones. I love Dante Jones. Just just so much fun. Uh, Colorado Dog. Best time eating 20 wings and then an immediate 40-yard dash. Who wins? Me or Kareem Walker? So here's the thing. I think I can eat the 20 wings faster than him. So if he's still got like 10 wings to go when I'm done, and then I just go run the 40, I'm, I'm going to win. Yeah. Right? So it's all about how fast It's all about Kareem how Walker fast you eat and how fast he eats. It's all because it's all, I know how fast I can eat 20 wings. I can do it pretty quickly. How fast can he eat 20 wings? We're running the 40 here, right? Yeah. Let me think. Kareem Walker is running at least a like five and a half second 40 or better, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's probably he's probably going to run I, I, four I, eight. Yeah. I, I overshot that a lot just to make sure I got it in there. Yeah. So I need. You're to, running the 40 in like 10 seconds. Yeah. Nine to 10 seconds. So what I, all we, what we're saying here is that if I finish a minute ahead of him on eating, I'm going to win. And I've seen you eat. You can put it down. I, I, I'm, I, I'm going to win this competition. Thing I don't have Unless a basis just, to judge. On. I've, right. have, I've never, I've seen, never seen Kareem, Kareem Walker, Walker eat. eat. But I'm saying that if I, based on what I think, I think I would win. There is no way he eats faster than you're finishing the the wings quicker. There's right. no doubt. And then I just got to run forty yards. I just don't know how much quicker. Yeah, but again, if I'm sixty seconds faster than him, I'm going to win. Well, I mean, as we just established, your forty times probably only going to be about five, five seconds after right. his. So you really only need to be like okay, six 30. seconds better than him eating. Yeah, which is, I mean, that now we're I, now I we're think, close. I think you got I'm it. I'm going to win. I'm going to win. Joshua wants to know the top three coaches who can cook better than Lincoln Riley, but there might be a lot more than three. That Jeff Phelps, he's an assistant. Jeff Phelps, you know who Herb Hand is? He's being yeah. off offensive line coach. He he was on Chopped. Hmm. He's actually a really big-time uh, cook. Jeff Phelps is, is on this list. I'm trying to think in terms of uh, other coaches who I've seen their cooking. I don't know. But basically, anybody's a better cook than Lincoln Riley and that dry thing he put out there. That's embarrassing. <laughs> like, who, who takes a picture of that and goes, nailed it? Yeah, you got to be careful with food pictures because you never know. You better look good. Yeah. But 
That did not. That was a little bit uh, a little bit rough. Uh, Jet West wants to know who do we scream "Knock It Out, John" at this year? There's not a John, is there? There isn't. But there used. It's always used to be like just whoever. Well, find a middle name. Like I mean, was it West, West Ray. Ray used His to, name was John, right? Was it? I, can't I think remember. that's right. If we're going for just the most likely dude to crank one out of the park, Luke it's Luke Hancock. Yeah. Luke Hancock. John Hancock signed the Declaration of Independence. That's close enough. John. John Hancock. There we go. wonder what Luke's full name is here. I'm going to look. i got a device here. There you go. While we're doing that, Peyton Neely wants to know, would you rather hit or pitch like Otani? Um... I'd like. I'd rather hit like Otani, yeah, so hit. I can play every day. Yeah, I agree. Uh, are you a crawfish person? Uh it's it's okay. It, it's a lot. It's a lot of work. It is, but it's delicious. I'm a big time crawfish person. I, I love them. What's the best thing to add to a crawfish boil, and why is it mushrooms? Well, I disagree on that. It's not corn? mushrooms. It's corn, corn or sausage. But I don't know if you want to count meat. Meat 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 sort of has an unfair advantage. Crawfish or shrimp? I'd rather have shrimp. More meat. I'm I'm 100% with you there. There you go. Personal, Luke Anthony Hancock. Close enough. Here we go. Eric Kendrick wants to know, would you rather have raised your children in the time you grew up in in the 80s, the 90s, or the present? Definitely not the present. No, the present's not the answer. No. I, I mean, I, I would. My, I, grew, I feel like I grew up in a, in a decent time, but then yeah. you grew up more in the 90s, right? Yeah. So I feel like we're probably going to probably always going to pick the decade you grew up in. Yeah, I think I would because I feel like in the '90s you had that perfect mixture mm-hmm. where if you wanted to play video games, you know, you had your Nintendo, Super yeah. Nintendo, whatever. I but had you didn't. Well, I'm I'm saying that where I'm going with this is, but you didn't have like a phone or an iPad every time. Right, right, right. So like, if you wanted to play video game, you could, mm-hmm. but you don't have something like that you can just take with you all the time, right, right, right. kind of thing. Like, so you're playing outside a you're lot. Right, you're playing outside. You want to books. play outside a lot more. Yeah. You're reading more. I, I think I think my my time period growing up in the '90s would be best. I mean, the '80s we had we had. I didn't live but for five years in the '80s, and I don't remember many of them. I so. had the I had the Atari. So you know. Now that's. I'll I, take your word for it. I, that it was okay. Nintendo was much better, obviously. And then I went to Sega. I never did Super Nintendo. So. Oh, you missed a lot of good stuff. No, I didn't. I had Sega. Uh, Sega was. You can take it or leave it. I disagree. Sega for sports games was much better. <laughs> Sega Madden. Yeah, Madden. I, I did there. play some a lot Bill of Madden '95 on Sega. Madden and Bill Walsh college football was better. So I, I know you're going to probably hit me with like you know Griffey All Star Baseball, but you know. I can, I can go without it. Uh, let's see here. Justin Strawn, 8.53 p.m. Very nice. How awkward is it going to be that the most significant moment in Mississippi State sports history, Morgan Williams' shot, is going to come from a sport none of us pay attention to unless something changes with the program pretty quickly? It's true. You know, that is a moment that is maybe the most significant moment in Mississippi State sports history to just Mississippi State fans for the most part, though. Like, if you if you asked a random person in Texas, what's the greatest moment in Mississippi State history, do you think they're going to pick that? Well, I don't know if they're going to pick that. I don't know if they would know. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Well, I mean, that's true about everybody. Almost everybody except for, like, the big names. Like, I know what, you know, if I had to guess the biggest moment in Alabama history, I could probably give you one that an Alabama fan would say, okay, sure. But the average Alabama fan picking Mississippi State wouldn't know. It's, it is just going to be sort of local. Yeah. But that said, in terms of March Madness moments, 
that's right up there with anything. You know, you're going to see it every March. So, but that's it. the other side of that is, yeah, your your that program is sort of teetering. Uh, yeah, it is teetering. And we always knew it, it would if it ever dropped off, but I didn't expect it to be so quick. So, does Mississippi State can Nikki McCray Pinson continue to can she use the what Vic built Mississippi State into still as a recruiting tool? Yes. Do you think that can still yes. be used despite the yes. fact that this year was kind of off yes. the rails? Absolutely. Or completely off the yes. rails. I believe that for sure. I think so too. Yeah. And so we're, we'll see. We'll right. see what happens. I, I I guess what I'm saying here, and here comes Joel Sunshine Pumper. I unlike some have not just totally. I don't just totally think the Nikki McCray Pinson thing is off the wagon. You know, I, uh, is it teetering? Sure. <laughs> is it all hope lost? No. Just my opinion. All right. Uh, Brian gave me a task on Saturday show. I refuse to let you down. What's up with walk-on Reuben Jackson? Is he still on the team? Expecting big things from a guy we've never heard of and most don't know is on the team. He is actually not on the team. His recruitment is one of the weirdest things. Ever. I remember him see, sending out graphics. And he's coming to Mississippi State, and then you find out he's just a walk-on, and then he didn't even make the team. So he, he is not at Mississippi State. Justin, you will have to try again. <laughs> uh, I went to a theater for the first time in a year, and I saw Godzilla versus Kong. As a huge movie guy, you have no idea how happy I was. Has anything you've done for the first time since the pandemic brought you the same joy? Joy. Um, I, I Being at Duty Noble has made me feel normal again. I was going to say being the first time we were at Davis Wade, even though State lost that game, walking in, being in the press box, even though it was a little different, you know, with the mask on, we're all spread out, just being there. I, was, I mean, it was a real like sense of 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 the the lifting of the clouds. Yeah, know? there was a little bit of that there for me, but I just feel like baseball is even more normal, right? Especially now that you look out there, and despite the fact the state sometimes announces like three thousand people when there's like ten thousand people, yeah, um, it uh, it just looks normal and it feels normal, mm-hmm. and so for me, I think it may be. Every time this season that I walked into Noble, I've kind of like breathed a deep sigh of, ah, oh, this feels like like life of old a little bit here. So, yeah, yeah, it's been nice. Alexandra Watson says, rank these color bands, Black Sabbath, White Snake, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Pink Floyd, Green Day, and Blue Oyster Cult. What a great question. All right. I think just in terms of their the quality of their catalog of music, Pink Floyd is number one. All right, then we're going to go Black Sabbath. Sure. Okay. Chili Peppers got to be getting... They're third. I was going to say, they got to be coming up here quick. They're third. Then we're going to go White Snake. Shout out to Landon Sims. And then Blue Oyster Cult. And then Green Day is going to be last for me. I'm good with that. All right. Yeah, I'm not not a humongous Let's re-rank them again. Pink Floyd, Black Sabbath, Red Hot Chili Peppers, White Snake, Blue Oyster Cult, Green Day. That's our list. Rob Hadaway. This week has seen Mike Leach speaking at Ole Miss, and we will soon see AEW wrestler Chris Jericho on WWE Network's Broken Skull Sessions with Steve Austin. I don't know who that is. When can we expect to see Yancey Porter as a guest on the Boneyard? <laughs> That's that's the forbidden wall. I don't think it's going to get broken. There are two think. things in in the in the local podcasting game I would love to see, and that is Yancey Porter on the Boneyard uh-huh. and Steve Robertson on the Oxford Exxon podcast. Those would both be fantastic moments. I would listen to both of those. Podcasts, yes, I would. So. 
Rob Hadaway, on my run this morning, I went about two miles before I realized I had accidentally paused my run tracker one second into my run. Oh. What is the MSU Athletics equivalent of this? Hmm. So my thought, my think, my thinking is this: you did a lot of work, but at the but you you the, at the last second something you realized it was for naught, right? Okay, so is this falling to Notre Dame in the national title game? That's a good one. The the two, 2013 College World Series, or maybe the 2014 season. Like you'd run all this weird. You're like, all right, we got there, we did it, and then Alabama is looking down at your watch and going, crap. I think it's the 14 football okay. season. That that kind of feels the most. That'll work. Like, because at the end, it was just total, you know, man. Because you lost three of your last four. You were mm-hmm. just kind of, yeah, I think it's 2014 football season. All right. Whit McAnally, if the members of the beat were to start a band, what instrument would each reporter play? Who would be the lead singer? Robbie's guitar. Robbie's guitar. You're, and, you're the lead singer. It'd be either me or me a country or, band. I mean, I could do it. Okay. Uh, and then I don't know. I mean, do we have a drummer? Do we have a bass player? Danny drums. I mean, Danny he's not, Smith drums. I mean, I he, know he, that. he has played the drums at his church. I All think. right. Now okay. I don't know if he's like getting up there. We don't. We, don't, we, don't, we just need him to be like Frank Beard from ZZ Top. Just be solid back there. But I know he has played the Keep drums. Keep the time, buddy. And then we just need a bass player. I used to room with a bass player. Does I, Steve do anything musically? Like, can he play a bass guitar or something? I don't, that I don't we, think so. We don't know about. I don't think so. I don't know. We need. We need a bass player. That's all we need, though. We don't Steve, know. Enough. Steve can dance. He can dance. Steve, you know the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. Uh huh. They have a dancing guy. He can be that for us. There you go. All right. Uh, let's see here. Didn't Logan use, or was that that was like his fan, his cousins or something that had a band or something, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, actually, uh, Logan would be a helping here, helpful here. But he's he's no he could sing too. I he think can sing, his yeah. profile used to be a uh, a picture of him singing. I believe that's so, right. I, don't know, I think me and Robbie and Logan. I know we're going former beat guys, but we could have some, you know, band action going yeah, on. Yeah, I like it. Rob Hadaway, since WWE has had a year of artificially generated crowd reactions, which, by the way, I wasn't aware that like they tell the people on the screens, "Hey, thumbs up, thumbs down." Oh yeah, you're not allowed to boo the wrong person. Who do you think a live crowd is most likely to counter the script on? Bad Bunny. They're going to boo him out of the building Bad at Bunny's WrestleMania. A good choice. Honestly, I think The Fiend and Alexa Bliss might be, you know, if they try all that hokey magic stuff, nobody wants to see that. Remember the the match between Orton and and Bray Wyatt where they did the funky stuff with the ring? I mean, it just didn't work. Yeah. So, we'll see. I have a good answer for this next one. What From Rob Hadaway, what is the funniest possible unintentional outcome of the NCAA announcing baseball regional and super regional hosts a month early? Ole Miss getting a host, and then, like, in the Supers, it's not even Ole Miss playing. Right. That's that, where we're going with Is that where you're going? So, the, the funniest possible outcome is this. It's going to involve State not be, State sort of struggling through the regular season, but getting <laughs> oh, see like where you're going. The, 12, the, the 13 or 12 seed, right? Yeah. Ole Miss is the four seed. USM goes to their regional and wins it. State wins, and State and, and USM play in Oxford for to go to the, go to the College World Series. That's the correct answer. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Am I right? How incredible would that be to watch State and Southern one of those play at Swayze. dog piles in Swayze and the Ole Miss fans are just like, we're not even here. 
<laughs> That's the correct answer to me. Now, here's here, here's the uh, part of that before anybody gets too excited. That could happen in reverse, too. It could happen. Yeah, it could. <laughs> that, you know, let's, not, let's not talk about that, though. Oh, the, the other answer would be somehow if, like, LSU could make their – but I don't see LSU making a regional. So And LSU wouldn't go to be an SEC regional either, so – Gosh, you don't, man. That's they're one and eight. About. I know they're one and eight. Like, they still, they're one and eight, and they still haven't played Arkansas or Ole Miss. <sighs> let's, yeah, real quick, let's look at their schedule because I don't know who they play in the East. I mean, you got to think they're not going any better than two and four in that six games, right? So that's three and twelve. Gosh, that means in your other fifteen games, you really need to go something like. Yeah. All right, so they have Kentucky. Let's just play it out. Kentucky this weekend. They're at Kentucky. And Jaden Hill's out. I mean, we can be generous and say they somehow get two, right? Yeah. Okay, so that so that's that's two and one. All right, let, let's just start. All right, so that's three and three and nine. Three and They're nine. They're three and nine. South Carolina at home. We'll be generous again. You want to be generous again? And give just them give two. Them, I mean, we're being very generous. Very here. generous. So now they're five and uh, eleven. Five and ten. Five and ten. At Ole Miss. They're getting swept. They're, they're at least losing two of those. I want to be on the generous right, well, end here, generous. so, so we'll six, give them one. Six so and six 12. And, yeah, six and 12. Arkansas. No chance. Come on. Sweep. I, I, again, I want to stay generous. generous. I want to stay generous just to do Seven like, and 14. Yes. At Auburn. They could win that series, maybe. Nine and 15. Nine and 15. Now they're to the point they need to sweep out. Alabama and at... Okay, I've talked myself into it. They get Alabama and Texas A&M the last two weeks. They could sweep out and finish 15-15. and 15. But I just don't see that. That was super generous, and we had them at Nine 500. Uh, they probably go 500 in those last 12 and 18. It's what you're looking at from a very generous standpoint. Yeah. So in we'll see. play. We'll see. All right, another one from Alexandra Watson. Man. Mallory, who is her daughter, wants to know, what's the difference between coconut milk and coconut water, and how can you get both milk and water from the same fruit? Well, you're a health food guy over there. What's the answer? I'm, my answer is that may be the question of the day because I don't know the answer. I don't know the answer to that question. And the question of the day can't be a question, question we don't know the answer to. The question of the day is the one that gives us a funny response. Right now, Rob's is the question of the day. That's true. I, I mean, I have no, I have no idea. I don't. I don't. I think. I think coconut milk is a product you get from like squeezing the, the shavings of the coconut. Is that like what, Gilligan, what they drink on Gilligan's Island? Where no, that's the, the water. That's when you split open a coconut and there's liquid in there. Yes. That's coconut water. Okay. But milk is like a process of like just squeezing the shavings of a coconut, the inside of the coconut. I think that's correct. Okay. I guess I could Google it, but right. I'll go with it. We'll just go with that. It just makes more sense to do that. Jared Bragg asks, <laughs> he wants our can't-miss Masters champ. My predictions will be made public on uh, Wednesday's uh, Super Talk, I'm sorry, Sports Talk Mississippi. Don't forget, by the way, we will be live at the Dancing Rabbit on Thursday, uh, out there for the first day of the Masters. Uh, who, who is it, Joel? Give me your can't miss. Who is winning the Masters this year? Uh, Jordan Spieth. It's a good, I mean, he's, he's hot. He's hot right now. So that's a good choice. Uh, I, that's one of probably only like five golfers I could have named yeah. off the top of my head. So he sounds good to me. Jason and Flagstaff ask, I'm just going off how goofy the NCAA has handled COVID for a year. Why would the baseball different tournament be any different? I mean, he's right. Everything's been messed up, so yeah. why not just keep it going? Yeah. Uh, Cooper Gordon, I had a dream with Coach Leach last night. Have you ever had a dream with any coaches or players you've covered? I'm sure they popped in. Yeah, I mean, I 
I, I've had some weird dreams. I'm so bad. I don't know if bad's the right word, but I have those dreams where I know I dreamed and I just can't remember really yeah. what it was about. I have so many of those that I'm sure at some point somebody's had a cameo appearance in a Joel T. dream. Yeah. Uh, Scott says, On my honeymoon in 1999, my wife and I were standing outside our hotel waiting on a shuttle bus, and we saw Hank Aaron, George Brett, and Willie Mays leave the hotel wow. in about a five-minute period. That's a lot, a lot of star power there. What's the best unexpected celebrity encounter you've ever had? Mm. I mean, it was... I don't know if this is... It was cool to talk to Fred McGriff the yeah. day at Duty that's not Noble. Unexpected, but that's though. not unexpected, because I went to Honey You went looking for him, yeah. Like uh, bumped into a celebrity. Not right? long after uh, Frank Coor was traded from the Braves to the Mets. Mm-hmm. It was probably a year or so. Um, it was the off season, mm-hmm. and it was the Royal the Royal Rumble was in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And Katie and I went to the Royal Rumble in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Edge won it. But anyway, when it was time to leave, we we're leaving and uh, walking up steps, and I was looked over, and it was Jeff Jeff Frank Coor. Yeah, I was like Frank Coor. He's like, "Hey, man." <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, that's cool. So, so that's we good. shook. We shook hands. I was like, you know, this is sort of before. Can, can you can you not get? Because that I mean, I, I was a big Frank Gore guy. Obviously, a brave, mm-hmm. and they, they traded him away and things. I was like, just so you know, my heart broke, man. <laughs> he was like, well, mine too. <laughs> oh, that's nice. That's but good. anyway, his dad was there. Talked to his dad. His dad was real cool too. But that's cool. This is sort of before having like a, a phone to take a picture with too, so you don't have that. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was. Gosh, I, I'm trying to think what phone would I have had. That was like 2010. Yeah. Because I, I was like a late iPhone guy. I didn't get like yeah, the first yeah. iPhone. Oh, yeah, I didn't either, yeah. I, I think the first iPhone I had was like the 3S or something. I don't know. It was later on. Uh, mine is, I think I told this story before about how we were at the movies in Clinton, and my buddy Ryan Nelson turns around and goes, oh, my God, it's Ted DiBiase. Yeah, you told me around, And it was indeed Ted DiBiase. So. I don't, other than that, I don't think I had one where I just like ran into some random. I, I, I did. I didn't speak to them, but I was at the ESPN zone in Atlanta, and Kevin Nash and the Disco Inferno started came in to, to, to sit at the bar and drink. No, I got it. I was young. You've met Rick, the Undertaker, Rick, didn't Rick you? Flair. Oh, Rick Flair. That's right. Yeah, in the Omni. In the it, well, he was leaving the Omni. He was in the CNN Center there, um, there getting getting some coffee. You have a was on his way too, tonight. Yeah, that, that, that's cool. On the yeah. way to Night of Champions. There you go. Not at Night of Champions. Clash of Clash the Champions. Of the Champions yes. Yeah. I used to love Clash of the Champions. Yeah. Pay-per-view in the middle of the week on, on free TV. Good times. Travis uh, Cl- Travis Klima. I, I, buddy, if I butchered that, I'm very sorry. Uh, how is it possible that a Maroon is All That Matters shirt was spotted at McKee Park tonight? I saw, mean, it. Saw, it. Saw, the, saw, saw it. Saw it? I saw the video of it. I, no, I was at McKee Park last night, but I also saw this. I, I think I saw the same thing he saw. My God. Unbelievable. Bryce Harrell. He was my, a kid, though. So it, it's, it's a kid that's even worse. Well, His th- parents gave it to him. Like, yeah. here, take this trash T-shirt, son. <laughs> Why don't you love your children instead? Bryce Harrell, my wife and I are leaving for vacation this week. What are your top three must-haves for road trips? For me, mm-hmm. now-a-days, mm-hmm. it is my uh, AirPods. Yeah. Because Katie's going to fall asleep. Yeah. Hopefully... The children. The kids are going to fall asleep, and I need something to keep me company and without making noise, so boop. Yeah, it's dangerous, though. Uh, a little bit, but you I'll take the risk. I mean, it's not like I'm sitting here blaring it. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I mean, i got to keep it down left so if a kid wakes... I mean, it's not like... I, I'm just it's saying. Just, it's, I'm just I appreciate you looking out for me. Uh, what about... What else do you need on a road trip? I mean, that's, that's a good call. I mean, just... 
you know, some sort of snack. Oh, yeah, snacks are a must. You know, and if you have kids, I mean, you're loading up 10 blankets and fly, you know, everybody's going to have their own stuffed animal and all that. So it goes back to that joke I was talking about yesterday. So. <laughs> uh, Thomas Loftus, you can only keep two, Mexican, Italian, or Asian food. We've had this discussion before. I think we, I think we got rid of what? Which one did we get rid of? We did not get rid of Italian. No, no, Italian and, stays for sure. And I don't think we got rid of Mexican. I don't know that Asian has been in the mix here, though. But maybe it was. Anyway, I think that that's what you get rid of here, right? I mean, I love sushi, though. I guess so. And I mean, I love... I love hibachi. Yeah. Hmm. <sighs> I think I'm going to get rid of Mexican, as much as I hate to say it. I'm good either way on that end. All, the only one I'm for sure keeping is Italian because i got to keep pizza in the mix. Yeah, pizza's Italian is state. Should the NCAA punish Lincoln Riley for his brisket? And if so, what should his punishment be? You know what he should have to do? He should have to like go to Austin for a week and work at, at Franklin's Barbecue and learn how to cook a brisket. <laughs> in Austin. And he has to wear a Longhorn hat every day. <gasps> Sounds right? That sounds... All right. Very fair. And then, like, the last day, Steve Sarkeesian gets to come in and talk about how much better it is. Like, you finally learned something. You only had to come to Texas to do it. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see here. Kurt, what would be the signature thunder and lightning taco at Humble Taco? Now we're talking. Thinking on the menu there. So what is the thunder and lightning taco? I'm thinking it, it's got to have some kind of, like, steak. Kind okay. of something on it. Steak, it's gonna have spicy. to have like jalapenos. Gotta be spicy. A good spice. Maybe like maybe we go kick it up a little like a habanero hot sauce. A little yeah. real heat there. Want some cheese on there yes, for sure. Sir. And then what what's my then, then then here you come. What's the veggie selection on there? Well, I mean that the jalapeno was me here for both the lightning. Mm-hmm. But we need some spice. sort of like some sort of some sort of cooling, like a slaw or something. Uh, see, I'm not big on slaw though. If we're going with like my preferences. Yeah, here. okay. I mean, I like like grilled onions and grilled bell peppers okay. and stuff. Are you good onions with that? And bell pepper? Yeah, sure. Do you like avocado? Uh-huh. What about like a fried avocado? I don't know if I've ever had a fried avocado. Fried, you get a little crunch, but you get that creamy texture when you bite in. All right. I, I'm going to assume that I would like it, All but right. I don't know that I've Tortilla, had Tortilla, skirt steak, uh, some sort of uh, the, the queso fresco, fried avocado, grilled onions and peppers, habanero hot sauce. Make it happen. Boom. All right. Trotter Flynn wants to know, it's Masters Week, which brings about the conversation of how it is one of the holy grail tickets in sports. And it is even harder this year because it's limited uh, fans. I don't, I'm not a golfer, so I don't really concur. What are the top five tickets in sports, according to us? Super Bowl? Yeah. Um, any Game 7 of a championship series. So... NBA, MLB, NHL. If it's Game Seven of the the uh, of the finals of the or finals. the championship series right. or the World Series or you whatever, you take it. Yeah. So that so that's just two. The College Football National Title. I'm thinking like worldwide though. I mean like oh worldwide. You know we're are, getting, are, like, are we just doing America here? Well, I mean I'm saying like worldwide. You're talking about like the World Cup. That's final. what I was gonna say. Like Wimbledon. I don't know. Wimbledon is Wimbledon. I think. Talk about like the Wimbledon final. Yeah. Be, again, yeah, that would be a good one. Um, the Olympic Derby. opening ceremonies would that be something that, that would be cool to go to? Is that really a sport though? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it is sports, but there's no sports happening there. Is the Kentucky Derby even a ticket? Like that's a ticket. That's a good one. 
What about it? I mean, the problem is like twenty years ago, you would have said like a heavyweight championship fight. Yeah. Now, and now I don't. That. I bet you can't name four yeah. boxers. So, so. with like ringside WrestleMania. I don't think wrestling is hot enough to claim that now. I mean, for me, yeah, but if we're just doing Joel's list, yes. But overall in the country, I don't know that that right. would be a top five thing. Okay. All right. We've got to uh, be missing something. Oh, I'm there. sure we are. But, I mean, I mean, we, any national title game is going to be a good ticket. So, you know, we'll see. All right, let's move on into the second half of the rumblings. It's brought to you by our good friends over at uh, Welcome Home Beef. I'm going to have to swing by Welcome Home Beef today. Wife's out of town. I'm cooking a steak. It's just as simple as that. And you can make those kind of decisions yourself. If you're not lucky enough to live in a town that's got North, that's got uh, Welcome Home Beef products on the shelf, you need to be making the call to your local grocery store to find out how you can do that. And, of course, if you're here in Starkville or if you just want them to ship to you, there's always the store on University Drive. Why don't you give them a call today and find out what you can put on the grill this weekend, next weekend, and every weekend with Welcome Home Beef. The number is 662-268. 8148 or visit them online at welcomehomebeef.com. I'll tell you one thing about that steak I'm going to cook. It just tastes good. Two Brothers is another place you've got to put on your list when you head to Starkville for Super Bulldog Weekend. That place is going to be rocking and you want to be a part of it. Great food, smoked southern soul food, great drinks, great people, service, and of course, a fantastic atmosphere out there on the patio. You just can't go. And of course, it's not just the patio. Don't forget, they've got the balcony upstairs, too. So if you just want to get up there, grab a table, and then be able to look out on the Cotton District, it's one of the best seats in town. You will enjoy it. You can't go wrong when you're at Two Brothers. Make sure they're on your list of places to come when you are in Starkville. Our good friends at Advantage Business Systems want to help you and help your business just like they've been helping businesses in the state for nearly 50 years. Nobody stays in business as long as Advantage Business System has unless they are doing things the right way. Way. Not not the Sylvester Croom white right way, the actual right way. So why don't you call them today and find out how you can put them to work for you and get more profits with less problems. Call them today at 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. You'll find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. Bryce Harrell again. Are we more concerned with State's lack of offensive production or the fielding? It's the fielding to me. You can't give away runs when you aren't getting a lot of runs. Yeah. I mean, State has to be good defensively because I'm a broken record here saying this, but you can't handicap your strength. Your strength is your pitching staff. If your guys can't field, you're essentially taking that strength and taking some of that strength away. Mm -hmm. State's got to be solid defensively because I think they will do, it may be just enough, but I think they can do enough offensively. Yeah, okay. I agree with that. I agree with that. But you can't give away runs. You just can't. Cannot. Sheldon Nations, would you trade COVID masks forever for MSU winning 30 of the next 40 uh, Egg Bowls? But the decision is broadcast on ESPN. Everyone knows it was your decision. So so you have to deal with the So basically the there's, there's a you. nationwide mask mandate for the rest of the next 40 years. But state wins 30 of the next 40 Egg Bowls, which means they would be ahead at the end of this. So 40 years from now, I, I would be 85. I don't know if I'd live to see, it, see them all. I've said before that I may continue wearing a mask just because I haven't been sick since 2019, and I like that. And it, it just doesn't bother me that much. But if we're talking about, like, if you're saying that everybody, what if Sheldon's thing is I have to make it, 
where everybody has to wear a mask and everybody knows that I did it, that's a bit of a problem. I feel like I will be attacked. Read the question again, please. I will I trade COVID masks forever for MSU winning 30 of the next 40 Egg Bowls. Your decision is broadcast live on ESPN, so everyone <laughs> knows it was my decision. I would, I would I feel like a crazy person would come after me. So you have to declare, all right, folks, we are wearing COVID masks for the next 40 years. Yeah. You have to say that on live TV. Right. Everybody sees it. Everybody knows it's you. Right. And evidently they have to listen. Apparently my word is law. <laughs> but... 30 of the next 40 Egg Bowls. are, and, and So basically, only people who are benefiting from this are Mississippi State people. And here's another thing to think about here. If you win 30 of the net, is 30 of 40? Yeah. You're really probably only getting about 10 extra wins there. Because you're probably going at least 20 and 20 in the 40 if you just take life as it is. If you go 30 and, yeah, but if you go 30 and 10 over the next 40, you, you, you grab the series lead. Which you don't, you haven't had since like the early '60s. I'm with you here. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that if you let life just play as it is, mm-hmm. you're probably winning at least 20 anyway. But you're not catching up in the series at all because you're 500. You're just win loss, win loss. How often though do you walk around the streets of Starkville thinking, you know what, Ole Miss leads the all-time series? It's funny you ask that because they bring it up a lot. And it gets brought up, and every time you go up there and they put that graphic up there that shows that they're 18 games better. Wouldn't it be nice to not have to deal with that? I mean, but you can always counter with the fact of, you know how you always say uh, to, uh, well, you can't say it now because the Dodgers won the World Series, but you always tell Dodgers fans, yeah, I mean, you have to go to the VCR to see your World Series highlights. Right, no, I get that. I'm I mean, just you, saying. you can kind of do the same thing to old Mrs. Glory. So here's my answer to this question. I would say no because I, if it's just me, like I have to wear a mask, and I you know, people would be like, why are you wearing a mask? I, I don't care. But... If everybody, if I'm making everybody do it, I would be somebody would assassinate me. <laughs> so I'm not going to do it. Sucks, but I, I'm not going to do it. Here's the real question of the day from Dylan Newell: Would you rather be able to copy and paste or undo in real life? It's undo, right? Undo, right? Immediately you make a mistake, undo. Yeah. How many times have you said something and you immediately thought, "Yeah, I shouldn't." Say now that. there's got to be like a quick. It's like you got like a 30 second decision. Like, it can't be a situation where like, "Hey, I bet a hundred dollars on this." And they lost five hours later. I can go back and check. no, that's yeah. no. It's got to be you. You said something, and you immediately were like, and there's that like was that. The wrong thing. There's like that Zach Morris timeout yeah. moment. You can do that because like, what could you copy and paste? What does that mean? Like, you get to relive a moment. That would be fun, but I mean, I'd rather have the ability to you know. And think about like think about it like this. You could you could do trial runs on stuff. You're like, I'm not really sure what I want to do. Ooh, yeah. Like, I'm not really sure what. What I does this say look here. like? Yeah. Let's do this. And then, no, no, that's not right. No, no, no. So think about how sometimes you just have been stupid to your wife. And then she looks at you, and you can just immediately undo that. that that's the easy answer. Or it'd be a great like way to, if you wanted to blow off some steam, mm-hmm. I know I can undo this. So you just let them have it for 10 oh, or 15 yeah. seconds, and then yeah. undo. Yeah. Think about that. I yeah. mean, like... You go to the Grove and find the biggest Ole Miss fan in there and just give them hell. And then right when that fist is about to hit your mouth, undo. And then you just walk right past That's them. absolutely the undo answer. Undo is the correct answer. Great question, Dylan. Uh, Caleb Glover, well, rank these MSU statues. The Union Bully, the Chapel Angel, the Eternal Flame, the questionable statue that was near the Mapes building, and Busty Lee. So we're not getting the, the Allen Hall s- sculpture in here? That's good. That's a terrible thing. Um, Union Bully is the is number one. Uh-huh. Eternal Flame is number two. Yep. Stephen D. Lee is number three. 
The chapel angel is fourth. That that angel is creepy. Just so you know. <laughs> I'm well aware. And then the the Mafe statue is fifth. Fair. Yeah, right. I, I'm I'm with you every step right. of that journey. Joel, have you had the blueberry cobbler cold brew? Do you know that you can get the concentrate when you really need that boost? I have not had the had the blueberry cobbler cold brew. Um, the only I guess other iterations of the the blueberry cobbler I've had is the albino rhino, in which it's kind of like the albino squirrel, except I'm trying to think something's not in it, but they end up putting the the blueberry, I think the blueberry cold brew or whatever in it. Yeah. To make it, okay. whatever. Which you may have had it if you're listening to this. You may know exactly what I'm talking about. So yeah. that's the only other iteration of the the blueberry cobbler I've had. Which I guess if it is the blueberry cobbler, I've had it, but it's mixed in with the... Yeah. I haven't had it just straight, if that's what you're asking. Right. Brian, have you had the blueberry crumble by Chandelure? If not, what's the weirdest beer you've had that you enjoy? I have not had that. It sounds good, though. Um, I like fruit-flavored beers in moderation. I've had the... Uh, Abita strawberry, Pete's Wicked strawberry. Uh, I've had the Sam Adams cherry wheat. Um, I've had uh, the Blue Moon raspberry cream ale, which tastes just like a raspberry cream soda. It's really weird. It is like doesn't taste like beer at all. Um, so some of those, you know, would be my choices, I guess. All right, rank these baseball movies. Oof. Trouble with the Curve, Forty Two, Million Dollar Arm, Bad News Bears, the remake. And a league of their own. League of their own. League of their own is one. Number one. That's easy. I think forty two is second. That's a good movie. I think so. I'm just. I've got. I've kind of forgotten the rest of them. And here. then the, the other three I've never seen. I've never seen Trouble with the Curve. I've never seen Million Dollar Arm. I've never seen. Never seen the remake of Bad News Bears. Not humongous fans of any of those, but I'll put yeah. Trouble with the Curve third, just because it features the Braves. It does feature the Braves. Um. I haven't seen Million Dollar Arm, so I'm, I'm I don't going even know who's here. in that. What is Million Dollar Arm? So I guess I, I've got to, for my own default rankings, put the Bad News Bears remake last with Million Dollar Arm just kind of hanging here because I haven't seen it. It's a Disney movie. I haven't seen it. So. All right. Uh, Maybe Matt Haynes to. wants to know. Now that the women's hoops team has regressed so considerably and the baseball team has had the stiffest competition, what MSU team is the most likely to be next to win a conference championship? It's still baseball. Yep. No, it's not really close. Grilling, charcoal or gas, and why is gas always the preferred answer? I'm sorry, why is charcoal always the preferred answer? Depends on who you ask there, Matt. Uh, some people like propane. Uh, I'm a charcoal guy. Yeah. But I that said, charcoal. the idea of, you know, I can just come home and turn the grill on, is if I just want to grill some steaks or some burgers, is, is good. To me, if I'm going to grill, I wouldn't mind gas. But if I'm going to, you know, do a cooking... It's going to be a long time. I want you got to have charcoal. So, uh, let's see here. Shelby Beach, did you guys have? I thought we asked this last week, Shelby. So we'll go with the next one. When will the National League fully adopt the designated hitter? I personally think all pitchers should have to bat. I've heard that JT Ginn could swing it, and we never saw it at state. He got in at bat, but I don't think he ever got a hit. Yeah, I, I, I used to be total team National League, no DH. But last year, after seeing the DH in the NL, and the more I think about it, put the DH in. It's kind of, 
if you're asking from a realistic perspective, I think this is the last season you will see pitchers hit. I, I think next year you will have a universal DH, and going forward you will have a universal DH. Yeah. Um, and I'm all for that because I look. I don't want Mike Soroka or Charlie Morton or Max Freed or you know to take it to somebody else's team. You know, Johnny Cueto or whoever. I don't want to see a pitcher get hurt swinging the bat because they're not getting paid their tens of millions of dollars to swing the bat. Right. So if they're going to get hurt, I'd rather them get hurt on the mound. Yeah. You might know the answer to the next one from Shelby here. Speaking of DH, why in softball is it called the designated player and not the designated hitter? I don't know the answer to that. I don't know either because, like, in in high school baseball – it's still the designated hitter, but you can, you don't have to do it for your pitcher. Right, I mean, you can, you can designate hitter for yeah, the yeah. second baseman if you yeah. want to. So um, I don't know the answer. It is a good question. Yeah. Uh, Josh Patrick wants to know, Brian, how far could you go if you were selected to compete on MasterChef? If you made the finale, what would your app, entree, and dessert be? All right, so I don't think I could make it very far because I can't bake. I can't. I can't do dessert. Like I, I cannot make desserts. You found the answer to this question. I'm looking it up. All right, but that said, I mean, you know, I, I could be okay. But the other thing, MasterChef is so—it's just so fake. Like they're sitting there in the kitchen, and these women are all wearing like heels and these big earrings. I'm like, who cooks like this? Nobody cooks dressed like that. It's just annoying. So that said, if my app—if I did make the final, my app—you want me to do the the pepper jack stuffed boudin balls? I need to make my own boudin, I guess, at that point, but I know how to make it. I've just never tried. Uh, for an entree, lasagna? I mean, that's that's my, my my thing. And then for dessert, I don't I don't make I don't make any desserts, so I have to think of something. I don't know. All right. Joel. All right, I found I got this the answer. out a here little bit here for, for the designated player thing. There are some defensive options with a D like with with a DH, for instance, if Luke Hancock is the baseball dh all he can do that game is hit and if you put him in the field anywhere you lose the dh it's gone for baseball this is baseball like if luke hancock is dhing and he has to catch for whatever logan tanner gets hurt luke hancock needs to catch and luke becomes the catcher well then you lose your designated hitter well in softball the designated player apparently has some defensive options here of some kind to where you don't lose the the designated player. Okay. Kind of thing. Um let's see. Example, should the designated player decide to play defense one inning for the left fielder, the left fielder sits on the bench but continues to bat in his or her normal spot on the lineup card along with the designated player batting in his or her normal listed spot on the lineup card. So I guess for instance, if you took this rule over to baseball, Basically, Hancock could catch an inning mm-hmm. and stay in the game. And then at that point, I mean, Tanner could stay in the game, mm-hmm. too. Right. And you don't lose the DH. Right. That doesn't happen in baseball, but apparently you can do that in softball. Okay. So that's why it's a designated player, because there are defensive options that gotcha. you don't have. And Gotcha. All right, another one from Josh Patrick for you. Joel, what would your American Gladiator's name be, and what event would you excel at? Uh... Ooh, that's a good question. What first came to mind, because mm-hmm. I used to have, like, I let my hair get really long at one okay. time. Not, like, down to my back long, right, right, but it, right. it was Just pretty long. long and wavy and curly. And then I had, all, like, my blonde peach fuzz going and stuff. And 
when I was in college, I had a guy I had a group project with used to call me Wolf. Wolf. He said I look like a wolf. I like that. So I'm, I'm thinking wolf okay. for my American Gladiator name. All right, now what event? I like the I like the joust. Yeah. But my I think what I'm going to go with here, and I can't remember the name of it. You'll probably remember the name of it. Mm-hmm. Where you had to stand up there with the cannon and shoot the tennis balls at the people. That was the they, gauntlet, right? Well, the gauntlet's at the end, right? That's what that was, though. Well, no, there's the... Uh, the, the people I know they, what you're talking about. Everybody has the guns, and they're trying to hit that target, and you're trying to hit them. Yeah. It's not called the gauntlet, though. No, no, nope. I know what I'm doing. Okay. I know what I'm doing. It's the one where they have, like, the basketballs, and they got to get it in the trash can thing. I don't remember that one. So, hold on. I don't know if it's a trash can, but... So, it's called the assault course. Okay, the assault But there's another one... Where there's like a bucket and they're they're trying to run and put the balls in the thing and you got to basically just rocket ball. Them. Man, now you're gonna make me look this Each up. Each contender had a bin of colored balls. They would try to place in one of two baskets, one red and one yellow. Yes, I think that is it. Rocket ball is what it was. Rocket called. ball. Yeah. Okay. I was hoping you would say atmosphere, just because that's the one, right? <laughs> I, I was a big fan of atmosphere. Wolf, Wolf Coleman. That's your new name. Uh, Dalton Lee, if you were given the ability to dunk once, who would you choose to posterize? You. Why me? Just because how cool would it be in this studio to have you like with your arms? Oh, raised, you want it on the wall? And I'm every like, time we look up in here, it's it right there. That's 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 harsh. I wasn't gonna pick you. My first thought was Brandon no. Walker. Because you know Brandon, you know Brandon can dunk still to this day. Yeah, and he's you know he's a basketball guy. It would be so, what are you looking up? It's I'm looking like up American you. Gladiators event. I just had it up. I don't think Rocket Ball is what I was looking for a while ago. Okay. So anyway, Brandon Walker is my choice. <laughs> if if we canceled cancel culture, wouldn't that make us the new cancel culture, thus making a never ending cycle? Yes, anything you cancel. That's true. If you cancel it, then you're the then canceler. You yeah, exactly. You're no longer the cancelee. Correct. Jackson <laughs> wants to know. You can pick one guy to put on MSU staff. Do you take Kumar Rocker or Jack Leiter? It's hard to not go Leiter after what he's done Leiter this year. Is the isn't answer, it? yeah, I feel like he's the answer. All right, uh, let's Powerball. That's what I was looking for. Powerball. The they're like running around. With oh, the ball okay. It was like to... football almost. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> We got a new question of the day. Now I don't know if this should count as question of the day for Carter Bentley because this is somebody else's question. He got it off of uh, Reddit. Okay. So we're still Dylan Newell is still question of the day, but this is fantastic. Ready? Could the first baseman and second baseman start kissing to distract the batter? So let's say it's hypothetically bottom of the ninth, two outs, tie game. Pete Alonso is up for the Mets, and Al- Ozzy Albies and Freddie Freeman are concerned he's going to hit a huge home run and win the game. <laughs> Couldn't they attempt to distract the batter by making out on the base pass? Even with the 10 situation, it would be impossible to not be distracted by something like this and would certainly affect Alonzo's plate appearance, especially if the Braves had practiced it before so it hadn't surprised surprised any other defenders. Would there be any recourse in the rules for the Mets? How would MLB respond? Could it only work once? Would it actually have an effect on the outcome of the plate appearance? I would love to hear your thoughts. Well, first, first off, off, I think I'm adjusting the strategy. I don't want Albies and Freeman doing it. I want Albies and Dansby Swanson. Because then you have the second baseman shortstop. So it's, it's right, it's there right in, in the batter's vision. Yeah, yeah. I want, I want them like behind the second base bag. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, this is the funniest and grossest <laughs> thing ever. This is just absolutely <laughs> hilarious to think about. I don't know what you could do outside of if you caught it in time, Alonzo could step out of the box, you know, call time, and just you not. Gotta, so you just got to keep going. Not get it. back in there. You got to make out for like a good minute. The question at that point becomes: Will the ump, you know, say pitch, you know, play ball, pitch it, even uh-huh. though the makeout session's going on? Yeah, that's the, the other. And thing. I don't Does think the ump say, "Hey, you two, break it up." Like I, I, I think if Alonzo steps out of the box, costs time. They're not just going to say, "Hey, it's okay." They can continue. Like I, I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. There's going to. I don't, I don't know what the ump's do. not going to. Yeah, that's a good question, though. What a fantastic question. Who thinks of this stuff? But if you timed it just right, what yeah. could they do? Yeah, what could they do? Like if the pitcher gets set. Yeah. And like immediately upon him beginning his delivery, make it a long delivery of some kind. You have your second baseman, shortstop, create a distraction of any kind. Yeah, that's that's just funny to think about though i don't know what recourse you would have yeah and mlb couldn't really do anything right because they would probably get you know they get canceled <laughs> imagine alonzo looking up and swanson and 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 albies are just like thrusting tongues into each other's mouths <laughs> i mean oh my goodness i just want to hear joe buck that's what i hear so second so Second and third down for the Mets. Down three. Here comes Pete Alonso. Into the into the stretch. Wait a minute. <laughs> I mean, what is that like? Oh, that'd be hilarious. Good question. Uh, Patton Paris. This weekend I put a Lego set together for the first time with my six-year-old. After actually enjoying the finished product, has there ever been something you despised yet ended up liking? So... He didn't like Legos before he built it, but then he finished. He's like, "Yeah, hey, this is pretty cool." Hmm. I'm sure. So many of these questions are stuff where there's obvious answers. I used to I'm not sure. like soccer. Now I love it. So maybe that's mine. I don't know. He also says the first. I warned him the first time I stepped on one, he'll never find it again. That's the way it's got to be with those things. <laughs> Did you see the the, the Legos in the uh, arcade asylum match? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. my God. Shivani going on. He's like, you ever stepped on one of those things, JR? I was dying. <laughs> so funny. Uh, do you have one, though? You got anything coming to and mind? Nothing's coming we'll to mind. We'll see if we come back to it. Uh, John Jeffrey Nelson, percentage chance that DJ Stewart goes pro. I follow Sam Vecini on Twitter, who does NBA draft for the athletic. He had him as the 90th best prospect, so that's not getting drafted. There have been some mock drafts that have him in the early second round. Yeah, so he's going to be like Wooder. If he finds out, yeah, I'm going early second round, he's going to go. So percentage, I think it's less than 50-50. I think it's 75-25. I mean, there were a lot of moments last year where I looked at Wooder and I thought, oh, he may go. Yeah, I never I had that. I know that I ever had that moment point. with DJ. That's a good point. But, hey, you're right. You're right. All it takes is one. If there's one team that says, hey, if you're there in the second round, we got you. Yeah. Then maybe you, you, you go. So, yeah. But my guess is he'll be back. I know it's technically a sponsor's competition, but when do you guys plan to give Uno Moss a try? A friend of mine is the op- one of the co-founders, and it's very good. Uh, they just opened, evidently. Like, it just opened, like, last week, I think. Yeah, I think they've done some of those dog talks with Chris Lamonis there, and but, it hadn't been open. But it has not opened to the public yet. So, I mean, I'll go to any Starville restaurant. So, I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll certainly give them a try. Carter Bentley, how many turnovers would the basketball team have against Baylor? <laughs> It'd be ugly, 25 man. plus. I mean, basically every other possession. Mm-hmm. It would be it would be really bad. 
Uh, let's see here. Steve Robertson had questions, but somebody answered them. He had good questions, too. I feel bad. Uh, <laughs> broke the one and only. He broke the rules. Rumbling's rule. We don't have that. Yeah. Realistically, this is from Jason Neal Galt. Could LSU get lack of institutional control? If so, was the penalty. But if ever there was lack of institutional control, it's at LSU. What's the penalty? I mean, they're going to lose scholarships in both sports, I think, football and baseball, or football and basketball. Just a question of how many. It is the most unbelievable thing to me that Will Wade still has a job at LSU. That That is the maybe the most baffling thing in college sports today. Mm-hmm. The man is on a wiretap. Yeah. Admitting, yeah. essentially. And and he's still there. Well, I mean, that that was number one. And then this past week, Bill Self getting a new contract, a lifetime deal, that basically says no matter the results of the NCAA investigation, he can't be fired for it. He can't be fired for cause. That's incredible. Like, again, again, who are signing these contracts for the universities? Imagine, like... They can come out and say, like, we have proof that Bill Self committed these violations. You're, you get the, you're going to get the death penalty, and then when you come back, you've got five years where you can't put anybody on scholarship. And they can't fire him because of that. How stupid are these people? It really is something to watch. Like, suppose institutions of higher learning, the, the example they set. Like, you don't need to go to college. Just be an idiot. You can be an athletic director in most cases, evidently. <laughs> Who signs these contracts, Joel? Uh, if you're a college basketball coach, mm-hmm. you know, Ben Howland retires and they hire Brian Haydad. Yeah. Why are you not just cheating your rear end off? I would do it every day. Because, every day. I mean, if we'll, because you can continue to point and say, you have heard him doing it yeah. and did nothing. Yeah, I'm just not scared of the NCAA at this point. So, uh, With regionals being picked in April, still with Jason Neal Galt here, is a sweep this weekend almost a must? I think even before... This this announcement, you felt like you you wanted to get three from this team. You know they they they, they lost yeah. two or three to Arkansas. Ole Miss swept them. They lost two or three to Kentucky. It feels like a, a season a series that you should sweep, That's, even though it's on the road. It feels like it should happen. Did you say sweep? Sweep. I, I maintain, man, it's it's, it's tough, so tough, to but this is a out. sweepable series. It is a sweepable series. Yes. And last one from Jason Nilgalt. Will the Bucks turn heel and kick Moxley on dynamite? Here's the problem with that. If you do that, then you've got three five-man stables at the top of the card. You got the inner circle, you got the pinnacle, and then you have the elite. And then you still have the nightmare family, and, and then you have whatever QT Marshall's do. By the way, QT Marshall, monster heel, love it. Don't know how they pulled that off, love it. Yeah. But... Uh, AEW has a faction problem right they now. They really do. Like yeah. everybody is in a faction. And what that what that's trying to do is that And you didn't even mention like the uh, like Taz's group. Team Taz. You have uh, uh, uh Jurassic Express, which is a throw it's only a three man group. Dark it's Order. Dark Order, which is you know It's like a ten man group. Yeah. So it's just like it's just a way of getting people on T V time without them actually having to say like when's the last time Colt Cabana spoke? Yeah. Good wrestler, but when's the last time he spoke? But you see him every week because they bring the Dark Order out. Johnny Hungy. Now that guy's over. Uh, we've had this question so many times. Let's do this one, though. William Taylor Ball, if you can make a trade with another SEC program for a player for the upcoming football season, which player is it? We've talked about this, I think, before. I think our answer was, was either JT Daniels or Matt Corral. 
just to, to have an experienced quarterback, a talented a guy you know is a likely NFL yeah, quarterback. And I think I threw out there maybe you go another direction and and you know poach an offensive lineman from Alabama or something. Correct. Or like who's I don't know who the top safety in the league is this year. Do you go get Stingley and just say we're going to move Forbes to free safety or something? Be tough to move Forbes anywhere after what he did Would last he move year. Move Emerson. I mean, I don't know. I mean, imagine those three guys at corner though. You feel really good. Yeah. So, but my, I think my first answer is Daniels or Corral. Just, just I like Rogers, but those two guys are, are clearly better than him at this time. Uh, let's see here. Um, Uncle Scrooge. Oh wow. Okay. Mount Rushmore is here. WWE. We're just going to do WWE and WCW. I'm not going to do the combined one. So who's the Mount Rushmore for WWE? For WWE? You can only do four. Hogan? Yeah. Austin? Yeah. Rock? The Rock? And then who's fourth? That's the tough one. Maybe Undertaker. It's either the Undertaker Shawn Michaels. or Shawn Michaels. I mean, my favorite's Shawn, but I, so I don't want to use... Or Cena. I would do. I would go Taker over Cena. I think sixteen championships. I know. Three, okay, three so, three decades three on decades. top of the card. All right, so so there Taker. you go. That's that's our that's our four for the for WCW. Flair, Sting, Sting. You really Hogan could be on both. No, where, where he's out. They would be. They, he wanted to do a combined one, and that would be Hogan. But I'm saying for for Hogan, just his NWO. I, I I get what you're saying, but we're talking about these are guys. Okay. Goldberg's on it. Okay, what about Dusty Rhodes? I'm cool with Dusty. Goldberg, really? Fourth? Top fourth? At the peak of I mean, wrestling, I, I Goldberg was WCW's guy. I guess. Yes. Okay. Goldberg's on that WCW Mount Rushmore. Double A? Not over Goldberg, no. Oh, now we're, we might have to fight. All right. So, Flair, Sting, Dusty Rhodes, Goldberg. All right. That's our list. Yeah. All right. Shout out to Ricky Reynolds. He pulled the only we could reply. Good job, buddy. What's up with all these college pitchers and catchers having to look at these cards from the, for the signs in the dugout? Or batters stepping out of the botter's box and pulling a card from their back pocket? They're, this has become sort of a thing, right? It has. Like It's just like they can't remember the signs anymore. I don't know what's going on there. Yeah, I don't... Cards and all that all that crap, that, that wasn't a thing whenever I was playing ball. No. Well, uh, I mean, I never played ball, so I don't know. Never play baseball. I mean, I've seen every now and you know catchers have like the wristband with the yeah, but I'm cool it's, with it's that. Become but too it's much. on a lot of the. It's because it's, it's analytics and, and everything else. I mean, well, there's that too, yeah. stealing signs. But I mean, you see outfielders sometimes in, in MLB have like the the play cards yeah. and stuff. Like the analytics stuff has has made that more of a. Do you thing. think it's something as simple as you know, let's say let's say Dansby Swanson's up, they just pull out the card and go Dansby Swanson shade left. It's simple, some, some, something simple like that. Maybe you know certain like, shifts and yeah, things. Where, where do I need to be lined up when when he's at bat? At bat, that makes sense, I guess. All right, Ford Polk. Uh, why don't college basketball teams do two for one at the end of the half? That's a great question. They should do it all the time. They never do. This is another thing that if Brian Hayden was a coach, his teams would know to do that. Yeah. I mean, it's not Foul the Foul down three and get two for one if you can get it. I mean, it's another one of the many reasons why, despite the fact we're coming off a very entertaining tournament, mm-hmm. college basketball as a whole is just... It has problems. It's not very watchable. Mm-hmm. Uh, rate these finishers. The Last Ride, the Frankensteiner, 
the code breaker, the stunner. Stunner one. Okay, hold on. Hold on. And I'm just I'm, going by iconic here. I get that, but in terms of it being impressive, the Frankensteiner is number one. Oh, if we're going impressive yeah, now, that's what we're I want to rate them by like what's the most impressive. Okay. I mean, Scott Steiner getting up and pulling that thing off was impressive. Okay, well then if we're going impressive, Last Ride's two. Yes, Last Ride is two. Codebreaker is three and Stunner's last. Yes. Now you go by iconic. Stunner's one. Stunner's one. Last Ride is two. Codebreaker Code three. three. Stunner's three. Yes. There you go. All right. The or sorry, Alan Witt says, break down a battle between the Justice League and the Avengers. Who has the advantages? What are the key matchups, and who comes out on top? I had questions. got you written all over. Yeah. So the Justice League is going to win because they have Superman. And it's just that simple. Superman can defeat anyone that the engine, even Thor. Uh, the key matchups, I mean, Batman and Iron Man is interesting. You know, two rich guys, a lot of technology, very smart. But if Batman can find a way to disable Iron Man's technology, which he would, then it's Batman who is this incredibly well-trained Fighter versus Tony Stark, who is not. Um, I don't know who where Captain America fits in. There's not like a guy on the other side for DC that's like him. So I don't know where that is. But at the end of the day, Superman wins this for the Justice League. He would just pitch everybody into the sun if he had to. <laughs> All right. Uh, Chris wants us to get our thoughts on Paul Maneri. Chris, where you been? Well, you already did that. <laughs> You're... <laughs> you're giving, him the, you're yeah. giving him the terror treatment a little yeah. bit here, saying go back to such go and back such a couple show. of shows. Yeah, uh, Kevin Wright, West Brom. What's the American football version? Got up at six thirty in the morning to watch my team lose five two to a team that's going to get relegated. That was fun. Uh, the American football. I mean, this is pro sports, right? There's, there's really upsets in pro sports. I mean, Tampa Bay lost what five games last year. The Chiefs lost three or four games. Like it's just not. It just doesn't exist. What kind of crowd can we expect for the spring game and baseball game next Saturday? Baseball should be packed. Absolutely packed. Now, they'll announce 4,000, but there should be ten to 12,000. Yeah, I hope I hope it's like a sunny 72-degree day. Yeah. Then football, I think there's going to be fifteen to 20,000 people in the stadium. I mean, I think it's going to be a, a, a good crowd for sure. Yeah, I agree. All right. Rob. I like the question, but it's just just too much. He wants us. I have to do a whole interview with Dusty and Cocho, along with Baby Doll. We're getting ready to fight the Midnight Express <laughs> in the Omni. We're going to talk to Dave, Tony Schiavone and David Crockett. So, you, you, you want to jump in on this? Is Jim Cornette and company yeah, Jim Cornette. Yeah, Midnight Express. We're, we're going to go. Is oh, it, I want to get a tennis racket. I'm going to shiver out of it. That reminds me of what Arne Anderson said one time. Uh, like, That's right, Daddy. When Coach O and the American Dream get their hands on the Midnight Express, buddy, that's going to be all night long. And Jim Cornette, you come over here looking for trouble. Baby dog going to send you back where you came from, if you will. <laughs> Jim Cornette, I've seen shrimp bigger than you. <laughs> there's, a, there's a great promo where Arn Anderson is the man under the sheet promo. You ever seen that? Yeah. Where he says, Cornette. You come looking for me, you'll have to go to the gynecologist to pull that tennis racket out of you. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Brent Richardson, get three-game series, all-time MSU pitching rotation. So, uh, Brantley. Brantley has to be your Friday night guy. Ethan Small is probably in it. Well, let's, get, let's start with Brantley. Okay. And then, of, the ne- of this group, pick two. Basically, Dubose, 
small. Mahalam. Mahalam. I don't think Dakota Hudson makes this cut. Um, Stratton's one year. Stratton doesn't make this cut. I need, I need a longer career than that. I'm going Dubose and Small. I think I am, too. And then he wants three relievers, too. That one feels easy, too. Holder. Holder. Landon Sims ain't far from just He's getting cracking, in the his, discussion, yeah. cracking this list. Holder. Who? who, who, who? Papelbon. Papelbon's MSU career. Not, not the not greatest. just like lockdown dominant. No, you're right. You're right. So Van Johnson. John Harden. I'm trying to think here. I mean, it's Holder for sure. Holder's in for sure. Uh, if <laughs> if uh, Gavin Collins could catch that Jacob Lindgren slider, I'd love <laughs> to have him at the. And that's not a knock on Gavin Collins either, because I don't know if anybody what could catch that slider. This? Okay, I don't know what year this uh this is from. Let me see here. Because it's obviously very old, because it still has Van Johnson as the career saves leader. What year is this from? This is a media guide. From... Dick Penn? Eh, I mean, I just, I just feel like there's better options here. Holder. The relievers is tough. I, I, John Harden, I think, belongs in there. And then you know, Van Johnson was State's all-time saves leader before he got – before. Uh, Holder got it. So I, I feel good with those three. May not need them. The yeah, starters may the just starter, go now. You don't really need them. Uh, we got Steven asking, going to Atlanta Labor Day weekend with my girlfriend and her parents for the Louisville Ole Miss game. Can't buy a card shirt because they have the same colors. What do I wear for pettiness? That's a good question. Um, be funny if you can find a shirt that somebody talks about, like, hey, Ole Miss, welcome to Atlanta for the first time ever or something. I don't know. I, I was going to say, you know how sometimes they make these shirts for events that's just for the event? Mm-hmm. If you could find, like, a 1998 SEC oh, championship man. game shirt. That would be tough to find. Though. You don't even have to have, like, the state logo or anything on it. Yeah. Just have, like, 1998 SEC yeah. championship and yeah. just the subtleness of it. And when people look at it and say, oh, 1998 SEC title game, that's a retro shirt. Yeah, who played in that game? Oh, that's right, yeah. <laughs> Something along those lines would be good, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Gil Manclang's got our pick two and leave one. Con Air, gone in 60 seconds, The Rock. Uh, I think I'm going Con Air out. Wow. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I'm going gone in 60 seconds. Wow, Con Air, that's a great movie. I mean, they're all good movies. Strawberries, raspberries, or blueberries? Um, I'm kicking raspberries out of that group. Raspberries is the answer. I like raspberries, though. REM, Oasis, and the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I'm kicking Oasis out of that group. Yeah, Oasis, yeah, doesn't have the same staying power uh, as the other two. Uh, Algebra, chemistry, or foreign language? Bye-bye, foreign language. Really? Foreign language is something that's actually useful. It's useful, but what, what, what I got here? Algebra, chemistry. You want to do math? Uh, 
it's useful, but man, I don't know if I want to. Foreign language and chemistry are my answers. I'm kicking algebra out. At least in chemistry, I get to play with. Some I'm chemicals. not good at math, but I'm just saying, like at the age of 36, I don't know if I got the patience to sit here and learn an entire another language. I think it would be interesting. It'd be interesting, I guess. Okay. But at All least right. with algebra, I feel like I got a solid foundation. Mm-hmm. Last one. I'm trying to make A's here. Yeah. Squirrels, possums, and raccoons. Squirrels, possums, and raccoons. Right. We're keeping squirrels for sure. They're just so cute. All right. They're hopping around the backyard, getting I'm, keep, I'm keeping raccoons. The trash pandas, are they can be cute, too. Okay. Possums are not. Uh, yeah, why do you need a possum? Yeah. Uh, let's see here. The Flying M. A lot of questions today. A little longer show ever. We're getting up there. Uh, rank these MSU number ones. Chad Bumpus, Ashley Cooper, Eric Moulds, Reggie Perry, Ron Polk, Renardo Sidney, Bear Wilson, Garth Brooks wearing a number one MSU jersey. Ron Polk's one. Number one. Moulds is two. Yeah. We know who's last, too. Yeah, Sydney. Sydney. Okay. I'm going to go Bumpus, Cooper. I'm, I'm with you so far. Bear Wilson, Perry, Garth Brooks. Garth Brooks only wore it one day. Yeah. I mean, come on. All right. The, the only thing that feels bad there, I feel like because of the era in which he played mm-hmm. and the, the moments he had, Bear might need to be higher, but... It's true. Honestly, you know, Reggie Perry was the SEC Player of the Year. I know, man. It feels like we underrate him. But I think this is... I think So, Bear Wilson ahead of Ashley Cooper? I, I think so. Okay. So, Polk, Molds, Bumpus, Wilson, Cooper, Perry, Garth, Sidney. That's our list. Yeah, I guess so. All right. It does feel weird having Perry. It does. But... I mean, great player. Will Chandler has a question that you wouldn't. You're not going to know the answer to. So just, I'm just not even going to fool with it. Well, you may. Uh, but it's it's it, it would play better if we both knew. So just just just, just trust me. Okay. Good question though. Uh, JB Holloway. I just want to say that I almost wrecked my car while driving two weeks ago when Brian dropped his freeze Wade strong offers comment. Can you please say it again? I think it's probably best not to because I don't want anybody wrecking their car. Um, Parker Blair. I can't ask this question because you know. There are children listening. <laughs> it's not. It's not dirty. It's just it involves holiday traditions. For the record, uh, question before mm-hmm. Brian later came back off air with what would have been a better uh, Will Wade Hugh Freeze strong yes, yeah, offer. It, it, it should have thing been. that would have been even funnier. Yeah, it would have been but. funnier, but just just replace where I had the word strong. You can figure it out. <laughs> Hunter Manis wants to know, can we have another Brian Haydad rant about Paul Maneri? One of the funniest things I've heard on the show. Just wait. I'm sure something will upset me. Well, it's a real rant about it. What was your go-to Saturday morning cartoon as a kid? Uh, Ninja Turtles was came mine, on a lot. Mine was the Super Friends. Yeah. So. And then what is something that today's kids will never understand? Example, roll up the windows. That's two, a good one. Two things jump to mind here. Okay. Dial-up internet. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, and like having to watch commercials while you watched whatever. That's a good one. And, and like VCR stuff. Like if you wanted to record something, yeah. you you had to set it, pray to God the lights didn't go off right, or anything right, like right. that. Yeah. And That's good. The the idea of just picking up the phone and not having any idea who it was. That's like, true. I mean, back in the day, I mean, maybe caller ID started to become a thing, you know, in the 90s. But when I was a kid, you just picked up the phone. Yeah. And whoever it was, it was. I remember we got 
we didn't have caller ID. We had the uh, was it star six seven or, or whatever it was where you like you could get the number. So if you let it ring and then when they hung up, you could call it that number and get the number that just called you. Yeah. So I had that, but that mean you just had to pick up the phone, and then of course you were attached to wherever the phone was. Yeah, cord. Yeah, you had a cord on the phone. You couldn't just walk around the house on the on the phone. So that having to get up to change the channel, mm-hmm. like that was a thing in my house till I was like ten or eleven. You know, we just had the cable box, and I'd go up there and, you know, it's probably why my eyesight is so bad because I would just sit next to the TV to so I didn't have to keep getting up and change the channel. Do uh, kids still? Uh Go to each other, like just randomly show up at each other's houses. Does that happen? No, I don't. Or do think they so. all? You got to call ahead of time now, especially in COVID. Yeah, because I, I know. I mean, oh yeah, well, growing like, up, you just went to your buddy's house. Went to your buddy and just, you, didn't, you didn't care what was going on or yeah. who was there. You yeah, just yeah, showed yeah. up. Yeah. So I think that might be it. That's it. All right. Great questions today. We really appreciate it. Shout out to Dylan Newell. He got the question of the day. Uh, tomorrow's show will recap tonight's game uh, with Mississippi State and Southern. We'll do an offensive line positional breakdown and if anything else happens, hey, we'll talk about that too. So for Joel T. Coleman, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.